Welcome to another edition of Baseball and Beyond, presented by Masses Restaurants in St. Louis. Five locations, my favorite restaurant, and I appreciate you checking them out. Tell them your podcast friend sent you, stlmasses.com. Wanted to get the ad out of the way. Won't talk about the uh, bartenders and waitresses being a hoot. You already know all that, but uh, stlmasses.com. Find those menus there. Find where the locations are. I appreciate it. I know I have a lot of Cardinal fans that listen to this. So many Cardinal fans, it seems. So I'm going to change this week's episode a little bit. Normally it's a long-form interview with people like Joe Buck or Bob Costas or Ozzie Smith. But today I'm going to give you a little taste of the winter warm-up, the Cardinal winter warm-up taking place for the second weekend of uh, January. A little ice storm kind of knocked out a day, but uh, still the big name showed up, Adam Wainwright. Stephen Piscotty and Randall Gritchick and all the uh, Cardinals were there and so were the fans and so was I. So that's what this show will be today and uh, you'll hear from Adam Wainwright when he was up on stage. He actually sang a little bit so you get to hear a little bit of that as he talked to the uh, fans there at the winter warm-up. Cardinals uh, second baseman Colton Wong, Cardinal manager Mike Matheny meeting the media. You hear a little bit of that. Jim Hayes from Fox Sports Midwest and 590 The Fan former colleague of mine and good friend, and Charlie Marlowe. We'll discuss the Cardinals. Charlie Marlowe from Fox 2 and 590 The Fan as well, also a good friend of mine. Enjoyed talking baseball with them. You'll hear that. But first, we're going to start uh, with a uh, catch-up interview I did with uh, the Cardinal. It's not ketchup, not mustard. Sorry. Bad joke. I'll leave the jokes to Jim Hayes. Uh, but did get a chance to speak with uh, Stephen Piscotty, and I'm a big fan of Stevens. He's uh, very cerebral and could be a big player on the team this year. So uh, this is the Cardinal Winter Warm-Up Show, and we're going to kick it off with a little chat I did with Stephen Piscotty. Hi, how are you? Good. We were just talking. You got very active on Instagram. Everyone got to see what you're up to. You did all kinds of fun. Bought a, got a fish. Went to the second seat. You did get a fish. Was that, was that big? Talk about the fish. The fish, uh, the fish was good. No, we went fishing a couple times, and uh, we do it every year. But uh, this year we, we got a big one. Um, let's talk baseball for a second. You did a, a, an off season where um, basically it, it looks like everything's going to be another a year for you, where you know that right field's your spot. Just tell me a little bit about what this off season's been like versus others, where you know you come in fighting and now it, it's like, hey, Stephen, this is yours. Yeah, um, you know, I was just trying to figure out how to improve kind of my game and um, tackling this off season. Really, just trying to get more athletic. And uh, I feel like I've, I've done that. I feel like I'm in the best shape I've ever been in, you know, going into a season. Um, and so I'm hoping that's going to help um, me throughout the year. As far as, you know, I kind of hit August, September, and just kind of started to not roll over, but um, the fatigue was setting in a little bit. And so I think that um, the training I'm doing is going to set me up to, to maybe uh, surpass that a little bit. Now, I've been trying to get more athletic all my life. How does one do that? Um, so I trained at a place called Sparta Science, and uh, it would take 15 minutes to explain it all. But um, basically, there no carb diet. Or... <laughs> yeah, I mean nutrition is a big part of it, but uh, I kind of think of them as kind of the Silicon Valley of, of uh, training. It's it's tech heavy, um, data collection. Um, they've been at it for years now, and there's they've got this data set and this database that's telling them all these different things that were. Um, a little different than people originally thought. So um, my numbers are improving way faster than they ever have. So it's it's 
it's really coming together nicely. Okay, well, maybe you can tell me about that some other time. Uh, but a little bit about what you just said about the fact that maybe the season was longer than you'd ever expected. I know in Memphis it ends in September 1st, and just how that kind of did uh, kind of come on you. Because, uh, you know, I think anyone who watches a season knows that this is it is long, and, you know, spring training starts basically in January now. Yeah, spring training starts way too soon, in my opinion. But, um, you know, it's just long, and, you know, it's – it's a different type of grind. You know, I was in Memphis in 2015 and got called up, so I and then played in the postseason. So I, I, I'd been through that amount of time, but I hadn't been at that intensity level. You know, I'd been in AAA for three months before getting called up, and it's it's such a different feel. The adrenaline is so much higher, and each game is is more intense. And so, um, you know, that really just does you know add up day by day. And, um, but now that I've been through it, you know, I feel like it can make some adjustments to, to make it a little bit easier going forward. Everyone likes to play manager and look at the lineup, and you guys add a, a guy that's going to pretty much change the way the lineup looks. Fowler will hit first. No, don't know where anybody else will hit. Where do you do you care? Do you uh, have a spot? Some people have kind of even put you at the four spot. Do you even see yourself as a cleanup hitter, or do you even care about that stuff? It, it, it doesn't matter to me. I got a lot of questions about that last year, just been jumping around. You know, we, we threw out so many different lineups. And other than that first time through, you know, there were several games there where I, I was back clean up in the game, but I let off three of the, the four at-bats I had. So it's just it's one of those things that, um, you know, I don't put too much weight in. And uh, I'm happy to hit anywhere. It's not going to affect me one way or the other. I don't like this last question, but this is the last question. And it, it's a goals. You know, you say goals. I don't know if you guys use numbers, but do you have sort of a thing where you come into February spring training and say, boy, if I could play 150 games and do this and do X, I mean, do you have numbers like that or is it just sort of, you know, let the chips fall, see what happens? I've never been a numbers guy, um, and so I, I, I don't set those types of goals. Um, I think it's a very dangerous thing to do, honestly, if you set them a little too high and you have a bad first month and then you have no chance of accomplishing that, then you just feel like you're failing the whole year. So I, I just don't, I just don't do it. Um, as far as team goals, you know, I think the team goal is the same every year. Let's win a World Series. And, um, I love the simplicity of that. And I guess my personal goal is to just help the team you know, accomplish its goal. And so um, that's the way I, I approach those things, just because I know how difficult the game is. And I think it's just very scary when guys set lofty goals that, that are hard to attain. They may be able to do it. Um, and it's not that you're settling, but um, you just want to set yourself up for uh, – for success and peace of mind. All right, well, no room with Matt Holiday anymore, so it's going to be way more fun, right? I know it will be for me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no comment. All right, Stephen Piscotti, thank you very much, buddy. All right, Stephen Piscotti says no comment to that question, and now I'm excited. Thank you, Stephen. We'll talk to you soon. No problem. No problem. Oh, that was good. I'm with a legend and Jim and Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's... I am very excited. Shoot, I didn't know this was a comedy podcast. <laughs> Who is this? Evan Costello? This is as close as I'll get to the morning after or the morning grind, so I'm very excited to be joined by Charlie Marlowe from Fox 2, also from 590 The Fan. He does a lot. And Jim sure. Hayes, Fox Sports Midwest, rights holder du jour. You always uh, take a, a pounding there. We used to work together. So Literally this, and figuratively. Oh, <laughs> this, now, this is not that if kind you, of... If you listen to the text line. Come on. No, that's, that's, not, that's not what we're doing. But let's just start with what we just, what we just heard from Piscotti as he walks away. Uh, no, it will be different, don't you think, Jim? Yeah, but see you, Steve. No, really, Stephen, go sign. Uh, I'll start with Jim. Tell me a little bit about 
just your thoughts on how different the clubhouse will be because it, there is like that feeling of Matt kind of ruling the clubhouse. But do you find that anything in that, Brett? As you know, uh, being We're around out of time, being around uh, clubhouses for years and probably not so much in the future. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but every year, zing. <laughs> But is that a real laugh? <laughs> Come on, that's pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Come on. Um, KMOX, thank you. Come on, that's pretty funny. But uh, every, every clubhouse has a, a different feel because, you know, players come and go. There's a, there's a little bit of turnover with the roster. Yeah, uh, that was Holiday's clubhouse, no question about it. And the, uh, the narrative that we used to hear, well, he's a quiet lead-by-example guy, is totally false because he – was a good presence in the clubhouse and wouldn't stop talking when it was just the players around. Um, so now other guys have to emerge, and Matt Carpenter is one of them, who was a leader last year, and, and the younger guys like Stephen Piscotti will probably have to step up. But, yes, it's going to be a, a totally different feel. I think clubhouse chemistry is very overrated. I think when a team's winning, it's like Jim Leland said this, when a team's winning, you have great clubhouse chemistry. When you're losing, I believe he said horse blank chemistry so like it's a media thing to talk about yeah, when a team you know, is not it's, doing it's, to well. me it's not even chemistry it's just the feel and well, i and you can sometimes it is funny when they're down they've lost like seven in a row and you look at them oh they're tight or when they've won seven in a row oh, look how loose they are sure. you do say that but it did it did have a there you can be around a team long enough and see a feel but i agree with with cat hayes from this standpoint i think we complain about that more from a media standpoint like, we would like the stars of the team to be available to the media more, whereas, yes, we don't see them being leaders in the clubhouse behind closed doors. So I'm not going to say these guys aren't leaders and brothers in the clubhouse. From a media standpoint, we'd like to see these guys in the clubhouse more to talk to you, but I don't think that's really an indictment of them as leaders or the chemistry in the clubhouse. That's probably them not wanting to talk to the media because we're annoying. And chemistry, in my opinion, is something you just can't define. If you win, you have good chemistry, even if it's bad chemistry. You go back to the Yankee teams or the Oakland teams that were dynasties that used to fight with each other. 25 guys, after, 25 caps. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but whatever wins, that's good chemistry. It's, it's indefinable. Well, the last thing on this, I remember Whoa, 2011. Last, on this part, on okay, this part, yeah, it was yeah. uh, 2011, Mo saw that they needed a Lance Berkman and a Nick Punto and a Ryan Terrio and a Gerald, Gerald Laird. And, yes, that team was 10 How games. About Octavio Dotel? Seriously. Him in? No, but serious. And they were 10 games behind in August. But somehow that team obviously had to do some crazy magic. But it was always talked about how that team had fun and they just sort of played loose at the end. Uh, so, anyway, we'll move on to it. Which is funny, though, because it went against the whole narrative. If you remember that season, we had national writers and broadcasters coming on saying, maybe does – Tony La Russa maybe leans too hard on these guys. Maybe he does put too much pressure, and you need a, a new school guy who's a little more open to having fun, and look what happened that year. As you said, they come back and they win it all. So 2017, what do you guys see? They had 87 wins last year, and it seems like it's the same team. I mean, I don't know what – obviously the, the pitching's got arms, but it seems like there's questions. You could literally just name questions for each guy. Carlos, is he the same guy? Reyes, what's he going to do? Wayno's getting older. Leak, what's his thing? Lit, Lynn, what's he going to be? So there's questions there. The lineup, you go Wong, what's he going to be? What's Gritchick going to be? Can Piscotti be better? So it just seems like you have the same questions, but then – if you go optimistically, you go, well, Colton Wong knows he has to be better. Randall Gritchick has a chance. Tell me a little bit about what you guys think for 2017. I just like the addition of Fowler gives him an on-base percentage guy and a real leadoff guy so Carpenter can drop down. So every game, the Cardinals will start with 
uh, Fowler, Diaz, and Carpenter, all huge on-base percentage guys. Offensively, it was a bit of a slog at times, even with the power last year, because they'd wait around and get a two-run home run. I think they'll go about it a, a little bit differently. They lose a lot of power with Moss being gone and also Holiday's power production. Um, I do wonder if they're going to backslide where you know runs are going to be tough to come by. I think the starting rotation has a chance to be really, really good. Um, I think Lance Lynn will be fine. He had his surgery a couple of years ago, right after the season. And I know, he, I mean, he was throwing 95 last year before the Can end of And you season. love him. I do like You're Lance You're a big Lynn. fan. He's a delight, correct? He's, he's a delight. He's Constant delight. Ab- he's an absolute uh, delight. I think Wainwright's going to be better. I'm a Reyes. Uh, Reyes was thrown into the fire, and he didn't just get through it. He excelled. I believe in him. I think Carlos will be better, and I think one of the things the Cardinals talked about uh, being better defensively. I'm a Wong guy. I think <laughs> I think he's a huge upgrade defensively, and I, I, I think it. I think. See what I did? I, I did PP. I did PP talk like Strauss used to call. Can you it. say that on KMOX though? Oh, we can edit that. We'll out. edit that out. Yeah, he'll edit it out. Um, <laughs> Dia- got, Diaz very, got better. Natural splice point. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. And three, two, Diaz. Diaz. This is your podcast. People love How it. Many Almost like a hundred. How many subscribers? Yeah, I, I know, not, no Twitter follow like the cat. I understand. No, this is a podcast. It has nothing to do with We're Twitter. Done. Hey, We're done. We're done. All right. Hey, uh, we can't all tweet out a picture and say happy birthday, Joe Thurston. Diaz. <laughs> Diaz. Well, that was some, good. Come on. Yeah, my holiday one was a good earner. By the way, wait, by the way. <laughs> all right, we're almost done. No, we're not done. Can I get wait. my Cardinals take real wait. quick? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. I want to show you a very hot, hot take. I just want you to read this. This is from Holiday. Okay. Wow. Okay. Sometimes they ask for a shout out. And he's got Thank a bitmoji. We're not talking about. Oh. It. You know, we weren't supposed to see that. I'm sorry. I think they're going to be just better defensively. That and then you asked. You said, "Don't we'll talk about that." Part the out too. Okay. 2017 Cardinals. I was just looking at at betting lines. No, seriously, <laughs> for the National League, You're they had the Cardinals. No, I like to look at these things. <laughs> they had the Cardinals as the sixth best team in the National League in terms of, of winning the pennant. I saw you tweeted that out. I think that's very indicative. It would be exactly what happened last year, which is you are just out of the wild card. So I think the Cardinals are going to be kind of like 2016, where the last week or so they're right in it. Now whether they get that second wild card or first wild card or not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say I know the answer, but I think that's going to be how the season plays out. I don't think they're that close to the Cubs. No, they're not. I don't think they are, but I do think they're close enough. I think the questions are – are things, if things work out, then they win. I mean, it's not like you go in going, oh, my God, they don't have a second baseman. They don't have a center fielder. They seem like they have everything. This has been a well, pleasure. Well, they, they could use a cleanup hitter. I mean, I think it's going to be Piscotti, and he has a chance to flourish there. But they don't have a, a guy, a textbook uh, cleanup hitter. I think the bullpen's better, and I don't like the fact that Charlie gambles so much because I think eventually they're going to find him uh, in the trunk along some uh, interstate. Gambling's fun, though, because Vegas never loses. I mean, they build a building on people like me and you, Charlie. Except for the fact that yesterday's football games, I read, were the worst day in the history of Las Vegas sports gaming, in all seriousness, because so many people bet the underdog. Not since Mo Green got a bullet in the eye. Jim, this was, I'm serious, to, I'm have, you, to have you be part of the roundtable was... It was what are you a, looking at? I have, there's, a, there's a format I came up while I was driving down here. So I, I, I actually I made, a, I made a format. Wow. I did, I made a little format. We're going to hear from when some you of were the... a producer, you never made a format. <laughs> Well, I wrote the script, too, here, and uh, we're going to hear from some of the players right now. Colton Wong. I'm missing another interview because of you. Had some interesting things to say. And uh, Mike Matheny and Adam Wainwright. 
the confidence the organization has shown in you in this offseason. They've, they've made trades. You had Jerko hit 30 home yeah. runs, but they want to make sure that you're the second baseman. How do you feel about that? I mean, obviously, you know, I feel, I'm appreciative of it. Um, it's, it's definitely an honor to do that, but I'm not going to go into this season expecting to be the second baseman. Uh, last year, you know, I kind of came in with that mindset, and it kind of backfired. So I want to come in this year, you know, ready to play, ready to earn my spot and uh, earn my way on this team. You, one of the guys who stayed here, in the yeah. training group and everything. How has that been different for you? What kind of results do you feel you've gotten out of? A lot uh, for me, especially. You know, my training was strictly around my athleticism, become more explosive, uh, quicker, uh, trying to figure out, you know, how to just keep. My athleticism, you know, for the whole season, and you know, I hit a lot with Mabry this off season to try and, you know, shorten some things up and clean some things up. When you guys are down there working out, besides seeing Mabry, like, has Mike been around at all? Have you bumped into him? I've seen him every once in a while at the field, but you know, I, I haven't been at the field too much, so I'd see him here and there. So you guys haven't had that talk about all this outside conversation? No, no, no. Things, so. I think it's kind of we we both know what's going on, and you know, it's just business now. Take care of business. Have you set any goals for 2017? Always. Uh, you know, that's goals for me to know and you guys to just write about it later. <laughs> you feel like it's, it's, as you get more, you know, four years in experience, you feel, yeah. like, you get, you feel like you want to simplify things, like in your approach and your, the game and 100%. That's exactly what I came into this offseason doing, simplifying my swing, you know, trying to get some hitches that were in my swing out and just become more of a, you know, guy that's going to get on base. Uh, you know, the pr past previous years I've come into the season Hoping that I'd hit 20 home runs, or hoping that I'd drive this in, instead of understanding the I just want to get on base. I just want to get hits, get on base, and you know the rest will come. Anticipate longer workouts this spring before the game start as you concentrate on <coughs> fundamentals, defense, base running, whatever. No, I just uh, and I think really uh, full year wide. I think it's going to continue through the season as uh, we're still trying to put all of our information together on what this plan looks like and. Maybe a lot of it you won't even be noticed. Um, I think it's it's the intentionality, but I think it's just the efficiency, and maybe going against the grain of some of the things that we're used to doing so much of, backing off some of that and implementing different priorities. Um, I think hitting maybe for instance, uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah, possibly yeah. And, and I think over the long haul, I mean, we still have to keep in mind what's most important, and a lot of it is guys getting their hands in shape and getting their timing with their swing, but how can we back off of certain things at certain times to implement something else that we're going to make a priority, and then I think a lot of it's just the communication. I think it's just the, the idea of, of what it is that we want to look like, and, um, and that's mainly going to be driven by these players and, and the coaching staff. Here's where we are. Here's where we think we should be if we're going to be a championship team. And then, all right, now this is how we're going to have to get there. Are you willing to make those sacrifices? And part of that is going to be maybe sacrificing some of the work. Um, but I like spring training to work. I, I, want to, I want to work. I, want, I think we should – there's times in the year I think we need to back off, which we have. But spring training isn't one of them. It's time to get after it. We've had plenty of time to rest. Guys are in great shape. Uh, we're, going to, we're going to have long enough days to make sure we get our work done. And, um, and then once the season starts, we'll figure out how to keep them as rested as possible. It's good to hear from some of the current Cardinals. Now we talk to a former Cardinal, Jason Simon Tachi. Hello, Simo. What's going on, dude? <laughs> what do you think of the warm-up when you come in and you see all these fans? Is this something you get excited about because they remember the great days of Simon? What do you hear most from these fans? Uh, I think that you know, a lot of them say, oh, I like the socks, you know. Thanks a lot for doing the service, but... Um, yeah, I just, uh, I think they're, I don't know, just 
I'm almost at, at all that they still remember me more than anything. Oh, it sucks. That's what everyone remembers. <laughs> um, but it is good. We're going to catch up at length some other time, and we're going to go through some of those fun times. But we did. We had a conversation about kind of what you're doing now. You're a pitching coach in the Cardinal organization, and we talked about some of the guys coming up here at Springfield. Tell me a little bit about – you gave me a couple names, two guys that you're really excited about seeing um, for Cardinal fans to see, maybe 2018, 2019. Guys that you think that this, this, the, they're going to be prospects, we'll be hearing about them, and they're going to come up here and they'll be pretty big. Well, I think, I mean, I, I think, you know, the big names I think you've already seen, gotten a taste of, um, uh, Alex Reyes and Luke Weaver. Um, I even, you know, uh, Mike, um, blanked on his last name, Mike Myers, yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, even, there's another kid named Arturo Reyes, and he's a little bit short, shorter in stature of Alex, but uh, pretty fluid mechanics, knows how to pitch, uh, just kind of needs to fine-tune his stuff, but uh, he's got good stuff. Um, but uh, we have a group of guys that were down in low A and high this last couple of years that uh, are making their way up. Um, I have yet to see them pitch, so uh, I just hear the buzz around the organization and player development that um, it should be interesting. Maybe I'll get to see them at the, maybe probably around the All-Star break later this year. And lastly, because we know you got a sign. There's a long line for you. <laughs> Everyone says get Simo out there right now. The line is, but just tell me a little bit about how much fun it has been for you to be a coach and, and do what you do and see these prospects come along. And, and uh, I mean, what, this is your sixth year now in the system doing that. Like, yeah. yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe it's been that long. Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, it is, um, I know what a blessing it was to get to the big leagues, um, to play the game. And then not only that, just to be with an organization such as the Cardinals, <clears throat> excuse me, where they do treat you like family um, and they take care of you. Um, but uh, what I try to install with these guys, obviously, is, is to be the best that they can be and, and take their ability to the level that they can get to. Um, but if it doesn't happen, then hopefully there's a, there are going to be a light in society as well, being mature young men and take care of the business off the field. Always good to catch up with the Simo man, good dude. He's making his way up the Cardinal ranks as a Cardinal coach and had some great seasons back in 02 and 03. We'll have him on here for an extended chat sometime. He's got great stories about those days. But now, uh, lastly, Adam Wainwright took the main stage. Scott Warman, Jay Randolph, uh, peppered him with questions. And uh, here's a little taste of that so you could feel like you were there to see Adam Wainwright take the main stage and answer some questions and maybe even sing a song. You know, you're in a very unique situation being with one organization, obviously being traded to St. Louis from Atlanta early in your career before you made it to the majors. But to be paired up with Yachty for pretty much your whole career, I mean, that's something that nobody really gets a chance to do, especially the ilk of Yachty. What what is Yachty meant to you, not only on the field, because obviously we all enjoy watching you and Yachty work, but even off the field, what Yachty has meant to you? Well, Yachty's a great friend of mine. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, I give him a hug, he gives me a hug, and we tell each other we love each other, and, you know, he's my brother, I'm his brother. I mean, it's... We really can't be closer. I mean, to be honest with you, it's, uh, it's, as far as a catcher and a pitcher goes, um, it's a total bromance, you know. And, and um, we have our moments where he he yells at me, and I don't yell too much at Yachty, but he yells at me, and and uh, and and we have our disagreements on the field occasionally. Not really. I mean, we think very similarly. We plan, we game plan, we take that very seriously when we go into a game. We know what each other's thinking because we've sat down and we've talked about our plan and our approach and what we're going to do. But in the flow of the game, we've got so much time. I mean, I've been throwing to Yadier Molina since 2004, I believe, yeah. 2004. Um, so it's 
I've had a long time with Yachty, and I can tell you, man, I, I said it last night at the writer's dinner, there's not, one of the things I'm most proud about in this, in this world, in this career especially, is that I get a chance to pitch to Yachty or Molina every fifth day. I remember talking to Alex Reyes when I was on the road this past year, and I said, Alex, just on a sidebar, you ever shaken off Yachty? He goes, no, no, I know not to do that. Have you ever shaken off, did you shake off Yachty last yeah, year? Yeah, no, I shake Yachty. Um, I shake Yachty, and, and he knows. I, 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 I will not throw a pitch towards home plate if I don't have 100% conviction behind it. And uh, I don't shake him often because I don't have to because right. we're on the same page. But uh, it's funny, when I, I shake him once, and if I shake him twice, you know, that's kind of the limit. If I shake him three times, he comes out. And, or you get that uh, look, maybe? We get on the same page, and, and he'll go like, hey, Papa, what are you thinking? And, I, and I'll tell him what I'm thinking, and he'll go, I'm not thinking that. I think we should do this. <laughs> like, so I kind of consider it, and, and usually we either meet in the middle and go a wholly different route, or, or one of our arguments is good enough to convince the other one. And you know what? I believe in him, and he believes in me. And so uh, sometimes I'll look at him in the game, and I'll say, when the hitter's not paying attention, I'll say, whatever you want. And uh, he'll get this, and then he'll look at me sometimes and kind of shrug, and that means, like, whatever I want. And so, you know, we have our little ways that I'm not going to tell you all about. We have our little ways of communicating um, that... I know what he means, and he knows what I mean. It's pretty neat. That's awesome. All right, before we let you go, you mentioned your karaoke event. John Jay will be there. Obviously, a friend still to all you guys. And it's weird. You know the business. You know, guys change, go to different teams. But to see him in Cubby Blue, I think, is going to be very odd <laughs> for all of us. How about you? Yeah, great point. John Jay has been staying in my house because they just gave birth to two beautiful daughters. And, and that Cubs Blue is in my house right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, so we'll have to change the carpets or whatever we have to do. Um, Fumigate the place, right? <laughs> but uh, but uh, I love John Jay. He's a great friend of mine, and and uh, I miss I miss him and Daniel Descalso and Alan Craig and that they used to call themselves YGC, the young guy the young guy committee, and they're not so young anymore. But I still miss them all the same. But uh, John Jay is a great friend, and and uh, we'll get that Cubs flu out of there. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll sing, I will sing, I will sing a verse of Fishing in the Dark right now. <laughs> Turn it, wait, I'll do it a cappella. I'll do it a cappella. No, the music's on? All right, here we go. Lazy yellow moon coming up tonight, shining through the tree. Come on, Johnny, sing it with me, baby. It's almost over and the summer's hot and days are getting long. Waited all summer for the time to be right, just to take you along. Baby, get ready. Ooh. You and me going fishing in the dark. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Let's hear it for Adam Wainwright, folks. There's a lot more where that came from if you come tonight. <laughs> if you don't, then there's not. So let's raise some money for charity. 
So that was Adam Wainwright on the main stage, and the fans got a kick out of that. Adam, basically the leader of the team, him and Yadier Molina. It's going to be an interesting season, 2017, and that was our uh, little tribute to the winter warm-up. I appreciate the Cardinals and KMOX Radio for allowing me a chance to uh, visit with some of the players and be around the warm-up once again. It's always a good time. It means that uh, baseball is near, and that's really all that matters. I'm a big fan of baseball being close and spring training and just that build up and then opening day will be here and it'll be summertime so again thank everybody for being a part of this show and uh, we'll have some new ones coming your way as 2017 continues appreciate masses restaurant for being the title sponsor stlmasses.com that's going to wrap up this edition of baseball and beyond thank you for listening